So the reviews are in, and for me personally, that was the best speech we've ever given together at Nationwide. We have never been that effective on stage together. <laughs> Not once. Uh, if you want to see everything... Because we've never been on stage. Exactly, we need to clarify been, that, all right. We, we are an audience... Like, we create our own categories, like we did with the podcast, the, the Galaxy's Greatest Mattress Industry Podcast. That was the Galaxy's best Dos Marcos in-person speech ever. Yeah, and it was at prime time. And you know what? If you're not connected to Nationwide, you miss that stuff. They've had another one coming up in February. We won't start pimping that thing for a while yet. But here's a good for news. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Should we start promoting the February? Sign up now. Oh, it's going to be another epic event. Come on, come all. It's Houston, Texas. Hey, listen, though. Um, the cool thing about Nationwide, the live event, is that you get to be there and you get to talk to everyone and connect and hear everyone's ideas. But the cool thing is now you take the online offline. So everyone's back in their neighborhoods, back in their stores and nationwide has so many incredible tools for retailers to use e-learning platforms, the marketing group, all the financing opportunities they offer. So stay connected uh, and check them out because it's worth your time for sure. And I tell you, one of the coolest things, if you sit down with one of your nationwide reps, if you're not a member, they will walk you through the math and the odds are very good that your membership in nationwide is going to pay for itself just based on some of the vendor relationships they have. So if you haven't done it lately, walk through that math. It's going to be worth it. And it's definitely worth it to be connected to a community of retailers and resources. And it's a lot of fun on top of that. So check it out, nationwidegroup.org. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Hey everybody, Mark Quinn and I'm Mark Kinsley. We are here, Dos Marcos, and you know what? We've got part two, not part one, part two. Part dos. Part dos with an interview with Harry Roberts. And Kinsley, I noticed in the last podcast episode when we were talking to Harry, you you were very clever in asking Harry to buy you a tequila shot on the spot on the show as we're recording. So I thought, hey Harry. The next time we're together, like, would you buy me a pony or maybe a new shotgun or something like that? Yeah, take it, leave it to Quinn to take it from tequila shot, <laughs> which is fun and social. Well, no, you got him nodding. Yeah, you got him nodding and saying, you're gonna, yes, I figured. You're going to have to, like, not just have a car crash. You're going to have to, like, you know, be flying a a, a stealth bomber and land it, okay. you know, crash land it. You, then ma maybe Harry will buy you a you're pony. You're making a good point. Anyway, no. welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Well, as long as I don't have to buy you a shotgun or anything uh, for you to play, you know, the first one. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I don't know why I said shotgun because it's not like I hunt. So oh, it could have well, been anything. I don't, I don't know what came up. But <laughs> anyway, we're, we're glad you're back and agreed to spend a little more time with us. Um, we wanted to jump in. If you can. So we talked a lot about like the map firm that you built the original map from let's talk today about what you're doing now. And then let's talk a little bit of industry stuff. Yeah. And if you want to like go back, if you haven't heard part one with Harry, like go back and listen to 
how Mattress Firm got its start and, and all the stories that Harry tells about those early days with Paul and Steve and going from license to franchise model and selling the company. It's a great story. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to part one. But we wanted to have Harry back, like like you said, Mark, to talk about industry today. There's so much going on. You have a e-commerce. You have a shift in the way people are shopping. Um, you have just an evolving industry. So we're going to dig in and get, get Harry's perspective on it. Well, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, There's a lot of crazy stuff to talk about with you know in today's environment in mattress retail. And I'm still involved. I am currently Mattress Firm's largest franchisee, uh, which is crazy to think of. So came back um, to state. And look, I had, a, I had a financial person tell me one thing. Look, if, if you're blessed and you make some money someday, don't think you're so smart that you go out and do something different, okay? So I'm still in the mattress business. That's all I know. And I love it. I love mattress retail. I just love the whole process. So we're, I'm still in it. And in a similar fashion, I have partners in all our markets. So, again, creating entrepreneurs out there. And my, uh, you know, my franchise, my mattress firm franchise company owns all of Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have the state of Iowa. We have the state of South Dakota, where I actually have a store in my hometown of Mitchell, South Dakota, which the store manager, Ray, calls it the flagship. And then we've got the state of North Dakota. So we're in some small states, some really small towns today, which we thought we could never, ever do um, before. So, yeah, I'm still very involved. So tell, take us into the kind of the current state uh, of what you see in the industry and kind of the evolution. If I were just going to say and, and leave it open ended, what are some of the biggest changes you're seeing in mattress retail today? And then how are you as a company and how is the industry responding? Whew. Mark, that's 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 a hard one. Um, what I'm seeing is the distraction that is out there for our people, our company. Uh, just the, the sales associate, the distraction that's out there. And, and, and it, again, mostly created through the phenomenon or the, the industry of, of, of the bed in the box idea. Um, when it came on, you know, the scene, it just shook, you know, our industry. It just rattled us. I mean, we, you know, we're arrogant and think, well, nobody's going to buy a mattress online. That's stupid. Who would do that? Well, there's a ton of consumers out there that don't really care a lot about their sleep. They sleep just fine on about anything. And we've struggled to make them care about sleep. Thus, hey, if I can just order that stupid mattress online, I don't got to talk to some salesperson. And I don't really don't care what it is. So, you know, we've kind of, we've scrambled. We haven't responded well to it. We haven't um you know, as a, as, a, as a company, as an industry, we haven't really responded well. We've put our toes in it. We've taken our toe out. Um, we talk bad about it, but then we put one in our stores. So, uh, you know what? It has really rattled our cage. And I think that for me, uh, you know, I've always been in the advertising side of our business. And little old Mitchell, South Dakota, where you can run AdWords, right, on, you know, Google AdWords as a strategy to draw consumers that are searching your product, right? Well, in Mitchell, South Dakota, there's two people. So that's all you compete against. It was awesome. It was awesome three years ago. 
because you just put a little ad out there and people that wanted a mattress would find you just like that. Well, today, in little old Mitchell, South Dakota, if you want to Google a mattress sale, you're going to get 10 bed and box companies before you ever find me. So, yeah, the cost per click has gone from $1.50 to $6, $7. And I'm competing against all these online companies in a little town like Mitchell, South Dakota. It's, it's crazy. What do you do about that? How are you thinking about not only competing, but maybe leap, leapfrogging some of that competition and thriving? I mean, do you go back to TV and try to dominate some of the electronic local media? How, how are you handling that? You know, we, you know, we still grow and we're still growing our, you know, digital budgets in, in all our markets, but we're also, uh, you know, media still television is our number one medium. And uh, so, yeah, we're combating it best we can. And we're, you know, look, we have success in a lot of markets. A lot of stores were up, you know, over last year, which when you can say that in, in this business, it feels really good. But last year wasn't great. So, right, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's an everyday battle. And being an old school guy, you know, we still go back and focus on that door. Be, look, if we sold every guest that walked through the door, everybody working for the company would be rich, right? Mark, you know that. I mean, you know the retail, you know, how many guests come in and how many you actually close. Yeah, If we closed no everybody, we'd be, we'd all, we wouldn't even talk about bed in a box. It wouldn't even be an issue. Well, Harry, let me ask you this. Why did you use the word distraction? What, what made that word come to mind? A distraction for your people, a distraction for the industry? What, what do you mean by distraction? Well, as, you know, you guys know pretty much the story of Mattress Firm the last three, four years, going from a public company privately held and to bankruptcy to right all of this. Now, we're under the Mattress Firm flag. Right. And <clears throat> we are individual owners, operators as of the franchise, but we are under the same flag. They ran a news story in my hometown on the 10 o'clock news that Mattress Firm is filing bankruptcy. And Harry Roberts, the original founder, has several stores here in Sioux Falls and in Mitchell. And I started having friends call me to tell me, I'm sorry to hear you're going out of business. Now, I didn't file bankruptcy, but I'm under the flag. That's distraction for my people, for my consumer, my, the guests that, I mean, they know who we are in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Heck, you can't walk into a place that does, somebody's worked for our company up there. It's amazing. And now they think I'm going out of business. And th that's the distraction. Uh, it's not just industry distraction. It's, you know, mattress firms have a crazy go the last few years. So, Harry, with Amazon and the direct-to-consumer channel, there's, I don't know, like 150 of these guys now. Amazon's doing well over a billion dollars and is going to grow. You know, what is it you tell people, friends or family or customers that come in and say, oh, yeah, I saw that bed in a box commercial or I was online and I know that I can buy one there. What are you saying to those people? Like, what kind of message do you think retailers should be delivering 
to consumers about, okay, you can buy that. However, uh, you need to know the following things or what is the benefit of, you know, funneling them into mattress room? What is that message? What should it be? <laughs> well, there's different ones. What I would say and what we probably should say, <laughs> you know, I would, uh, come on, think about it. It's crushed and put in a box and you're going to sleep on it. That's what I'd say. You know, hello, can't be a good bed. If you could smush it, put it in a box, but you know, just kind of being funny. Um, you know what, where it has to start first, and just step back one step, Mark. The consumer is in our store. <laughs> They're in the store asking that question. So the answer is somewhat irrelevant if we understand that they've actually swung the door through all that confusion, all the craziness out there, the, the, the hundred and some bed and box companies, but they actually chose to come to our store. And it's then it is just that process of building a relationship and finding why they're concerned and finding why they're interested in a bed in a box in the first place. You know, what's compelling about it? And how important is your sleep? Because if it's important, that's what Mattress Firm has done since day one, has helped people sleep better. And we have 2,500 stores. We're the largest mattress retailer on the planet. Let's let us solve this problem of your sleep. They're in the store. Harry, do you see people come in more and more? Because you mentioned earlier, if you go online, you know, if you're in Mitchell, South Dakota, you go online and you see, a, you know, all these different bed in the box, uh, Google AdWords uh, pop up in advance of, hey, there's my local store. Do you see people coming in to try and sort out the confusion? Do they, do they want to talk to somebody because they are confused? Or is that not a theme that's that's emerged in your experience? Well, uh, honestly, the confusion is what and is there, and it's bad, and it's it's sad. I mean, we 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 have tried to change that confusion since we opened our first door, and we've failed. We have still not figured that out. And the day we do, I mean, this company's it, it, we're going. I mean, it, Mattress Firm's opportunity to grow is phenomenal right now because they can do both. I love where we're sitting today for the future because those people are confused to the max, right? When they walk in, they're terrified to buy a mattress. Well, who wouldn't be if you go online? And so we got to address the confusion. We got to simplify it for the consumer today. We're still not doing that. We're having conversations about it, but... We've had conversations about this for 33 years. So we have to get serious about how to make this experience better within the store to avoid the confusion that they're feeling online. And they have to know that they can trust us too. And we so, have that story available. Let's talk about that confusion then and talk about review sites and guys out there claiming to know a lot about the category, which by the way, cracks me up, right? Harry, we've been around a long time. And so, you know, when some of these review guys pop up, I'm always like, oh, well, who is it? And then, you know, you look at who's doing the reviews and you're like, I don't know, you know, like th that guy's not been around the industry that long. So how could he possibly have insight for the consumer about the category, the mattress category? But a lot of these guys are out there, they're talking about stuff, the best, you know, sleep or best bed for side sleepers and, all that stuff, which is almost impossible to actually say, 
Um, and they're making claims about different beds and then come to find out that the review sites are probably owned by one of the online mattress brands. So then you got to weave that into the whole thing. And then, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of trust with consumers on our category anyway, because of the whole different tick and name thing. And we've always battled that. So how, how much more confusion do the guy, the review guys who are supposed to be making it easier for the consumer, how much confusion do they add to the whole process? Uh, you just, you know, you brought up something that makes my skin crawl. I don't understand why mattress firm isn't the, you know, we need to be the mattress firm, right? We are the mattress firm that knows these things and doing it forever. And you have people online telling stories about beds in a very compelling way. And, and they're the voice of this industry. It drives me crazy. I mean, I, I think my voice of the experience I've had over all these years on what you should sleep on and how you should sleep and why you should sleep should have more weight than somebody that's created a website more for views than true um, reasons to buy. I, they're, they're very difficult. And, you know, the other podcast, right? It, were the, uh, it wasn't a podcast. It was a social media. You guys saw it, how mattress firms money laundering. You guys saw that, right? Yeah, the Some rumor that got started on Reddit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Reddit yeah. rumor. Right? That Reddit, whatever that was. I was just at a high school reunion last weekend. A high school reunion in South Dakota. Two of my classmates asked me about that. If we were, you know, I heard you guys are a money laundering place. I mean, the internet is just insane. And another distraction, we had to work through that distraction as well. What do you say to that, right? I mean, in little old Mitchell, South Dakota, two classmates bring up this idea that we're a money laundering company. So the voice out there, we've got to get brave enough as a company and Mattress Firm is getting, I, I feel close, but we have to become the expert. There's no reason to buy a mattress anywhere else has to be the passion that we go to work with every day because it's true there's no reason if you want it delivered online you can buy it online at mattress term if you really care about your sleep and you want to see the beds and feel and touch we are the place to go that has to be the commitment and that has to be the story moving forward with that kind of passion and we're going to be big again it's crazy. I mean, people all the time are asking me, what's the best mattress? And, you know, the internet uh, and just the way that it functions, some of these people that know how to kind of hack their way into SEO and come up in, in the top of the organic search results have figured out how to be in somebody's field of view when they go online to shop. And it's it's a total disservice to, to consumers that this is happening, especially considering that about 20% of these sites are owned by brands. And that's not on the up and up and we know it, but, but that's the reality. You know, people want so badly to be told what to do in a confusing category. They're going to listen to anybody, even if it's somebody who put up a prop site, that's getting affiliate commission. And, and that's, but you're right. That's the battle we're in. Yes. And it's one that we've laid down on and not fought. And I think we as an industry are going to have to fight this fight. And, and to do that, you know, usually it's got to be some of the biggest guys on the block that are going to take the first new swing. And the, the guys on the block that have the power to do it because it's expensive. But look, we're going to also have to do 
is regenerate this relationship with our vendors because we're both fighting the same battle. It's the same battle. And, you know, companies that have been making beds since the 1800s need to get back into the game and back with the retailer and build a compelling story together that can resonate. And we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I mean, you, if you wanted to go be on our floor back in the day, as they say, you had to go through Paul Stark and that bed better resonate or it's not going in the store. And we built them together to resonate. We built them as a team to resonate with that consumer at that time. Um, we've got to get back to doing that because there's some brilliant people out there. In, in this industry that's been around a long time, like you guys, uh, we got we to gotta get together and figure it out. Did you hear what he said? I, I've got that on did you, recording. Did you record he, he, he just said we were brilliant. <laughs> that might be the first time anyone has said that, so we got to really make sure, we, make sure you get a note of the, the counter where we were. Yeah, we usually ask people who, who's their favorite host, and they just say Mark. Yes. And they're right. Every Mark time they're awesome. right. So my question, Harry, you, you said that the vendors have to help us. Here's, here's what's so wonky about where we are now. I know you remember a time when Sealy, Serta, Simmons, all the manufacturers were kind of talking about moving forward and buying a retailer. Mm-hmm. And then the whole sentiment back then was, oh boy, you do that, you're gonna lose a bunch of distribution and blah, blah, blah. And there were very clean lines about staying in your lane and what business you were in. And today it is not the case. You've got betting manufacturers selling against you, taking business out of your stores, going direct to the consumer. You've got guys that are direct to consumer originating as a business in a direct to consumer way, now trying to get back into their brick and mortar. You've got raw material manufacturers uh, making components and they're going forward to the consumer or in some way supporting all that. So it's kind of chaos out there. So how do you guys kind of consider all that and decide who you are going to line up with? Because it's very strategic right now. I think what a lot of people are missing is the partnerships that they have um, going forward are going to be incredibly important. Like, who are you lining up with? Who is who is lined up with your best interest? How much thought are you giving that today? <clears throat> well, as a franchisee, I you know, there's one answer there. I you know what? It's a great question because I again, I'm a piece of a a big company, and and my you know, I've got to follow a certain path. And it's it's so I don't get to really have those conversations enough because I want to be involved in those conversations because that's the future of where we're moving. That's the future where mattress firm will become the dominant player in the industry is those relationships with the correct vendors and creating the right experience at brick and mortar. No one's going to be able to touch us because we've already got the we've got the locations out there who wouldn't die to put one product in our store today. Who one just one product in a in a in a brick and mortar retailer that has that many locations across the country? Harry, so, let me let me walk you through just some something from the product side that I've heard 
And I think Mike Magnuson brought this. He's with goodbed.com. I think he brought this up on one of his speeches. But his his thought pro- process for the vendors, meaning the, the manufacturers and the brands, is that they almost have to sell online, direct to consumer, just to generate enough visibility from the reviews they get to even be a consideration whenever consumers start doing research online. So, you know, you walk through that and you think, oh, do the brands, you know, if you look at Nectar, for example, I know that Nectar has done a really great job going direct to consumer and now they're expanding and, and getting into brick and mortar. And that's because they're very findable online. But if you're not, you know, and, and Mike's argument, I think, has been, look, to be findable online, you have to have reviews. And in order for a brand to have reviews, they have to sell direct to consumer. Uh, otherwise, rely on a bunch of, you know, the retail partners to do that, which hasn't so far been successful. So how do, how do you think about people coming up with compelling products that consumers are able to find and then placing those in stores, but then having that brand as, as a competitor? Because that seems to be what's happening. And that's that's where it's going to go. I mean, can you imagine being one of the big manufacturers? They've 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 had a lock on, you know, a majority share of the industry for a long time, and they're fighting that battle to decide how are we going to take this relevancy online and still have store doors and not go against our retailers, you know, program. I can't imagine the discussions they're having behind closed doors because they've got to figure that out because if they're not relevant online, they're not relevant in my store in three years. If they're not relevant online, they're not relevant in my store. And you're so dead on. They've got to become relevant in that industry, in that market. Thus, they become more relevant in the stores. Take us into that a little more. What do you hear from consumers whenever they come into the store? Like, how do you know that that relevance online truly matters to the consumer in, in terms of personal experience or conversations well, you've had with your team? Yeah. Cause you know, again, I wish I was in the store every day. Uh, my, I live in Houston and my markets are of course not here. So, um, it is what I hear some is, um, of the relevant, products that we carry that are relevant online the the consumer is definitely more they're less stressed right to to be able to see a product that they've heard about uh, other people have talked about they've seen it online and you have it on the floor and they're less stressed and you're not selling you know why you should listen to me and about this bed that you've never heard of. Right. So it, it's almost a relief in the stores. Um, but they're still confused. I mean, the nectar issue that, you know, we have a relationship with nectar. Now the consumer comes in. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I've seen it online and now I can see it. That's relevant. Once that happens, the sales process moves forward and hopefully we create a great environment for that consumer to, to find that that's the, the, the bed that they had hoped to find, or they understand why it's not and they find something else. Oh, hang on just a second. It looks like Sarah's here from pure care. Hey, Sarah. Hey guys. Thanks for having me back on the show. 
So today I'm going to talk about one of our newest launches, and I am so excited to bring this product to Specialty Sleep. You know Pure Care as the brand that brings health and wellness. We bring cleaner sleep to all of our products. We infuse products with responsive technical textiles, and we do all of this to enhance your wellness and empower your sleep to do more for you. That's one of the reasons why I'm so excited that we are launching weighted blankets at Las Vegas Market. Our new sensory collection with the tagline, Weighted for Wellness, is really helping us expand our message of wellness and what sleep can do for you. Now, there's a huge market for this product. Weighted blankets are one of the fastest growing trends in sleep because today's consumers are actively searching for naturally healthier sleep solutions. For those of you who aren't familiar with the wellness behind weighted blankets, it stems from the sleep science term, deep pressure stimulation. That fancy term basically means that you have benefits from the calming effects of gentle, simultaneous weight on the body's pressure points. Now, wellness specialists today are backing the healthy benefits of weighted blankets as an effective, non-drug-related alternative to help alleviate issues like stress, anxiety, restlessness, fidgeting, tossing and turning. All of these pieces fall really beautiful into what Pure Care does best and delivers best, which is a health and wellness product. And of course, because we got to design our own, our sensory collection is really unique. We're using hypoallergenic glass bead fill because it's cleaner. We've de designed our weighted blankets with a smaller pocket to make sure that that weight distribution is as even as possible and as balanced as possible. We designed an entire line of removable, washable duvet cover options that feature velveted fleece and tencel so that you have a way to clean your weighted blanket and really choose from those two different comfort options. So many things to talk about with this line, but mostly I wanna send you over to purecare.com to learn a little bit more about our adult and kids weighted blanket collection, Zensory. Thanks so much, guys. Harry, I've, I've got some numbers here. I don't know. I, I can't tell you that they're completely accurate, but I'm sure we've all heard numbers similar. It's my understanding that Nectar is spending about 150 grand a day. Uh, Casper, probably more than that. Um, and so that buys them relevance. And so did you ever think that you would see a time where Serta Simmons and Seeley and Stearns even, I mean, when they're not spending that kind of money, not even close, as a matter of fact, I don't think any of them spent that, well, maybe Seeley did back in the day, but you know, th there is so much competition from these online guys that every day that goes by the S brands, the traditional brick and mortar S brands, I think are becoming less relevant because of that. And the, here's their problem. And, and I get that it's difficult to be in their shoes. Their problem is they're not competing with a betting manufacturing company. They're competing with an e-commerce company, which can run red ink um, for a long time because it, they're held to a different standard. These brick and mortar guys, you know, or even the betting brand, you guys have to make profits. And so it's really an interesting dynamic, don't you think? I mean, where's your head on 
you know, the, you know, the S brands trading on their heritage. And if they stay on the path, I mean, um, isn't it going to become even more and more difficult for them to maintain positions with brick and mortar if they, if they don't start spending some money? Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's just a tough one, um, because they, they've, you know, spend it through the vendors and, or, and the retailers there, you know, we spend a lot of money advertising their products. And so, but, They've they've got to become relevant online and but they better hurry up and become very relevant in store because consumers are still walking in today when they come through the door, because not everyone. That's the other piece of this. Not every consumer that walks through the door is confused and been online and all jacked up about all this craziness in the industry. Another distraction, Mark, that they're not all there. Right. And if we tell the stories and if we show these products, these compelling products that we carry today, in a, in, you're going to, first of all, for many of the consumers, my age group, look, they want to they want a brand they recognize. They, you know, they want a brand that, you know, delivers what it says. They don't want all that other stuff. But we better be really good with them. And in the process of really creating a great environment for them, we're going to drag on those few that are somewhat confused. I mean, Sealy Posturepedic has been the bed to solve, you know, back support since 1890, whatever, right? Hundreds of years. They better get to tell that story better because that's who they are. And if they can do it better, even in store, Mark, we'll convert more of those people that walk in that maybe are confused and say, look, I don't know. Look, you go and advertise a a crazy little car online. You can buy it online. Well, but if you want to go in and buy a Mercedes, you better go to the and that Mercedes presentation in that environment better be. A great environment. I ain't buying a Mercedes. I think this this theme of confusion is something that comes up in almost any conversation I have about the industry, especially when you're talking to somebody who who knows I'm in the business and asks what mattress I should get. So you've been in the in the game for a fair amount of time, Harry. And when you think about, did you just call him old? No, I yeah, said exactly no, what you yeah, just said. Fair. I called him wise. I called him wise. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you look at this effort to overcome confusion and to limit confusion when consumers come in the marketplace. Do you, have you seen any strategies over the years that really worked or key messages that really worked? What, you know, I know that mattress firm has done comfort by color. What, what are some of the things that have actually helped limit the confusion and actually work for consumers? Well, you know, this was a strategy we, we did a long time ago and it really helped then and we went with a a Sealy only strategy which people told us was nuts and if I showed you the growth charts of of when we did that for the next three years you wouldn't believe it because it's I mean we were the fastest growing mattress retailer on the planet by far and we were even in the category of furniture as the fastest growing furniture there was nobody doing what we were doing and we were doubling our size in months and we were a Sealy only strategy at that time. And what happened was because we waved that flag so strongly at that time, a brand that was recognized so strongly, the consumers trusted us. That was the unintended consequence. Well, it wasn't unintended. It was totally planned. We put the Sealy logo on the front of the building. 
we had people writing a check to us that said Sealy instead of the mattress firm, right? And that gave us the believability. That gave people more confidence to walk into our store, right? So that strategy took away confusion because we just said, look, we're, if you want a bet, there's no reason to buy another brand, another this is the number one brand in the industry. So we, we got away from confusion by focusing on those, just that brand and waving the flag like crazy. And it worked. It was phenomenal. Today, that strategy's, you know, that's old and tired today um, in a sense. But it has to be the same commitment to the, these brands. But today it's got to be, in my opinion, a smaller selection for the consumer, smaller selection of the brand assortment, so that it's like, look, if you want this brand, Tempur-Pedic, you don't need to look at 12 beds. You need to look at six. You need to look at three, because that's all you need. And the consumer would just, oh my God, I think they would love us for it. One of the things I've talked about uh, lately, and we've mentioned this on the podcast a few times, I feel like the opportunity, and it kind of dovetails with what you're saying, Harry, is for retailers and for brands to become curators. And these curators, if you think about somebody who is an amazing curator of art, for example, they're going to bring pieces together that if you know and trust that person, they're going to, you're going to want to see them. So if there's, I just think as, as a retailer, like you're saying, narrowing that selection, curating these comfort delivering, you know, sleep devices and even different things in the sleep ecosystem. I, I think that can establish a new level of trust, but everything is nothing. You know, all the brands is no brand because you, you can't put enough firepower behind that singular message for whichever horse you decide to ride. And people are just, it's just going to perpetuate the confusion. And, you know, I, I honestly, I mean, to give credit to the online guys, I think that's that was the magic of how they came out of the gates and how they won was, you know, one mattress for everybody. We in the industry know that's that's not true, but it allowed them to put all of their marketing dollars and all their messaging behind one product. And instead of, you know, people rewarded them for limiting confusion and saving them time. Yes. And. Mattress Firm, though, is so poised to do just what you're talking about. Why can't we have the voice as the curator? I, we can own it. I mean, they spend 150000 a day at Nectar. Well, do the math on what Mattress Firm spends a day. And tell me if you can't develop a program that will touch America in a way that makes them confident again that there's no reason to go somewhere else. Because we should be the curator. We should be the voice. I can't wait. It's going to happen one day. I can't wait because we are set. We are poised to do it. And we have the experience. We have the knowledge. We have the vendor support to do exactly what you're talking about. And I you know, can't wait to see it. Your superhero power mattress firms is the footprint for sure. Uh, and there is no doubt about no doubt about it, that you have a incredible marketing budget. Um, back to your comment, as we talk about the e-commerce direct-to-consumer guys, 
You know, the way I look at the way they're marketing, it feels to me like they build a lot of value in their products. Take Purple as an example. They're talking about the the uh, technology, the science, the testing. You look at Nectar, they're talking about value of quality of life and their brain and sleep. And I feel like a lot of brick and mortar guys today are really all in on product price and promotion. And there really isn't, and, and dang sure the traditional brands, and there really isn't the strategy of building value in either the products that are being sold, the selling process, which makes it easier for them to navigate the decision. Uh, and so I really feel like um, like there's a there's a, a wide gap there and one that could be closed. So into the value build versus the product price and promotion. Do you see it that way or not? We're all chicken. We're all too chicken because we're, we, you know, that's been our drug for years and that's been our, you know, we've got to get the customer in the door and we've got to, you know, get traffic up and price and promotion has always been that. And we're chicken to go the other direction because every time we've done it, actually, we've, we've seen negative return. We've seen negative sales. We've seen traffic decline and the story is not compelling enough. But, but and, Harry, is it uh, to interrupt? Is it possible though that it's, so if you look at the other guys doing it, it's working for them and they're driving big growth. Is it possible that maybe the past attempts just weren't the right message? It wasn't the right creative. It wasn't the right story to pull people. Is that possible? It's possible, but I mean, are they making any money? I mean, so they've got a they've got a compelling story, a funny story. You know, the they're all struggling making a dollar off of it. So, is it the right message? I mean, if we ran our model the same, it'd be the wrong message. So, you, <laughs> you know, I, I hear what you're. I hear both sides of this because if you go back and and you look at, like you said, when you kind of had a single branch strategy. I think the job to be done is kind of twofold. You know, people can go online or, or watch TV or however they're getting their message, social media. If they can go online, for example, and see a very compelling product that they're interested in, then that's more of the product story um, that builds value and, you know, connects it to purpose. And then meanwhile, at the retail level, like you said, if you went that route, then you've seen negative returns. So maybe the job at retail is then to really drive that, that foot traffic with calls to action that are compelling enough to get people off the couch and come into a store. But I think those two things need to hold hands. You know, a product no company that, that builds incredible value and in, in the purpose behind what they do and how it works, um, that's, of course, going to be used at the retail level so the RSA can actually have something that's meaningful and they can, they can close that loop. Um, but, but I get it, you know, Quinn and I, and, and I have to check myself from time to time because we believe that there's value in, in story and in making something, uh, meaningful for folks. But when you talk to retailers, they're like, I got to swing the door and that other direction hasn't worked for me. Yeah. But isn't it a blended strategy? Like I think Harry's right. It's, it's kind of what the, you know, and look, we're not retailers, so we have to, obviously say that but 
um, it is what has worked for so long in driving traffic and driving the door. I just think that I think it's a blended strategy. I don't think there's any reason that you're not building value and swinging the door at well, the same I time. Well, I totally agree. And Harry, before we let the expert respond here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. I, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I worked with a group, um, the friends of mine when I was back at Leggett, Portland Mattress Makers. So they were a direct-to-consumer business, right? They were factory direct. So they made the, the mattresses there in Portland, Maine, and then they would sell them out of three retail stores. And so when I was working on with George to rebrand the company and refresh that brand, I said, look, you know, I know you've got you've to gotta drive your foot traffic with promotions of some sort. But I said, let's figure out what your brand is, how people are going to know you, the piece of your heart that you're going to show. And then let's use your promotions to magnify your brand, not interrupt it with a message that's incongruent. So we, you know, we figured out that, you know, that, that this lady named Karen, we called her Karen. She was like 55. I saw her, I saw this like avatar in the store several times when I was up there. Like if, if you're telling her story and what she buy, she loves to buy local and she's, you know, a Mainer and all this stuff, you could have promotions that are tied to the mattress that Karen loves, you know? And so you can, you can, I think, make those things hold hand. It takes time. It takes thought process. It takes creative brains coming to the table. But I think that's where get, consumers get hung up and your ability to build trust whenever you do turn on your promotional budget gets screwed up. It is the... It's it's the it's the direction mattress firm today has to go. We have a better story. We have a more compelling story than our competition. We are available to consumers all across the country. I mean, if I have a friend that needs a bed today in Hawaii, I can take care of that for them. That is amazing. And it. Yes, the story has to be there. The promotion gives us nothing that today. I mean, Mattress Firm is not building brand. And I'm sorry. I love our people. I love the company. I hate even talking negative about the company. But in a sense, we're not talking about who we are and why the consumer, through all this confusion, should experience us, not just with the sale event, right? Because we're still going to promote all the time to swing the door. We're going to give them a compelling offer to come in the door. But at the same time, we better tell them who the heck we are. And why they, why they should come in the door on a normal day and why they should trust coming in the door. We are the, we are the industry specialists. I mean, we, we should know this better than anyone. And if you want to trust somebody about your night's sleep, then it should be us. Well, and, and I think... When I, I had a chance, obviously, to hear you tell the Mattress Firm story, and people, if they didn't hear that first episode, they should go back and listen to it. But, you know, th this is an evolution. This is a chapter in, in Mattress Firm stories, and, and that's, what makes a great, that's what makes a great book, you know, is whenever, if your character stops facing obstacles, the story's basically over. So that's what I love about this industry is it's, there are tough times, but those tough times are the ones that you remember most. And I think, I, I think this is, this is personal, but I think this is an opportunity for more people who have a strong vision for the industry to come together more often to shape the future. I, I firmly believe that. And yeah, I totally agree. And I, but I, and I will tell you, uh, quote Paul Stork, <laughs> the guy, they would ask us about, you know, why, why are you in the mattress business? Why are you in the mattress industry? What are you going to, uh, whatever. 
And he would look at him and he would put his, you know, he would give him a shot. He would, shh, don't tell anybody. This is an awesome industry because everybody sleeps. That ain't changing. That's not changing. It's never going to change. How lucky did we get to start a company in an industry that will never go away? Harry, they just got to figure it out, baby. We got to get better at it. And it's out there. I love that perspective. Harry, they have sex on our products too. You know, I, you know I'll just leave you, you know, with, uh, look, people ask me what I do. If it's the right audience, I'll tell them I sell the world's largest sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Right? Um, you can use it. You can use it. No we we call it indoor recreational equipment. <laughs> Come on. What part of life doesn't happen? I know. I love that. Sell, man. Who can't get excited about that? All right. I have uh, one quick question and then I'm going to close this out here. The quick question is take a wild ass guess at how big. So if, if the, you know, I don't know, people have said 15%, 20%, if the direct to consumer, Amazon, Casper's, Tough the Needles, all these guys, if all that represents roughly 20% of the market, Based on just your gut, like, where do you think it is in a couple of years? Is it 50? Is it 25? Is it like, you have any feel for that? <laughs> you know what? I don't. I, I, 25 today is, is, is um, something we wouldn't have dreamt about, right? You know, I think once you add in the number of direct to consumer, when you start adding in, you know, if we, if we categorize with mattress firms, direct to consumer, you know, Tempers direct to consumer. If you put that, I don't know if that number is going into it as well, because mattress firm sells a lot of beds online, right? So is that going in there? I think that it's it's going to continue to grow if that's the case, which has to be. I think for mattress firm, we have to we have to transaction more online as the consumer wants to do that. As they trust us, why even drive over to the store? Just order it. We'll just bring it out. You already know we carry the best, so that's going to increase. So our category will increase that number will the direct consumer guys that are just making a bed and shipping it in from the uh, slowly that's going to deteriorate because they're in a, in a way but there's always going to be 30 some percent of the market that's out there that doesn't give a crap about their sleep they've been the same we've researched it a dozen to uh, two dozen times however many times and you can't make a certain segment of the consumers in our industry care about their sleep. And so we either have to compete with bed and box or we got to change to go after the 75, the 70% of consumers that truly care about sleep and about their health. Because if we don't, if we're consumed with how are we going to address bed and box, we are going to forget about 70% of our industry that really we need to talk to with a better voice. And that's where our opportunity continues to lie because we'll get there on the online. That's why I think Mattress Firm is poised personally to really do well in this industry. And I'm sorry I keep bringing them up, but no. that's all I know. That's all I know. I love it. That's a, a good uh, reflection on that issue. I think there's a lot of insight into that. So thank you. Um, so Harry, um, as, we, as we wind down here, is it true that 
you're considering a new career as a professional pickleball player. And is it also true that you will be launching your very own line of pickleball boots that people can wear? Yes. And if you could see me play pickleball in cowboy boots, you would be totally impressed. Whatever this podcast did for you and your perception of me, uh, whatever. But if you saw me play pickleball in cowboy boots, you'd say that dude's an athlete right there. That guy's an athlete. You know, I would like to arrange something here. I would like to arrange a pickleball match between Harry and Mark Quinn and both have to wear boots and the match is preceded by one shot of tequila each. Yeah, well, listen, so Harry and I are talking about pickleball just over cocktails somewhere. And he tell, so we get to somehow talking about pickleball. And he's like, yeah, I was playing. I was playing in boots. I'm like, who the hell plays pickleball in boots? So anyway, I it's thought Texas, that was man. hilarious. It's yeah, Texas. so I think tequila shots in pickleball in boots is uh, com- makes complete sense. Harry, how about Ooh, you? It could get dangerous, but I'm in. <laughs> I'm willing to try I, knew I you like where be. it's going. Well, and you Harry, you think- got to get to Houston every once in a while on your travels, and then I'll buy you that shot of tequila, Mark. I, you just got to come down here. I'm, I don't see myself going over to Bentonville anytime soon. Do, do I get a hey, pony you're, too? You're all- no, you're getting nothing. No, no ponies. <laughs> no, whatever. Hey, you got. Hey, I'll tell man. you what. We're going to be in Houston in February. Let's let's line it up. We are. Let's tack go. on. Let's tack on a day, and we'll we'll come see you, Harry. That's a great idea. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Cool. Harry, thanks for who you are, man. Thanks for giving us time. Thanks for your passion for this industry. Thanks for your heart for people and for what you do and your enthusiasm and being one of the really great figures of the industry. Um, I've loved uh, knowing you over the years and look forward to more of that and uh, getting Kinsley uh, involved in the whole thing with some tequila. So lots of good things ahead. (laughs) Well, I appreciate all your nice words, but man. Every time I talk to you, I get totally stoked about business again. So I appreciate that. I'm glad we've reconnected in a, you know, in a deeper, you know, uh, relationship because look, we're just trying to win out there and I love talking about business. So we'll talk anytime. Thanks Harry so much. We'll, uh, we'll get people, we'll get this posted online and, and Hey, just real quickly, how can people find you or get connected to you are you are you on linkedin or any place like that you know what i stay pretty well hidden yeah i have enough distractions in my life and so i don't you know i'm not on social media which so you know basically contact mark quinn and if (laughs) and he'll be the filter if you even get to Harry. i will handle it i will be your (laughs) agent don't worry you can track me down you can track me down if you really want to find me but i you you know i'm not on social media you need to give out Paul Stork's information. That's what you really need to do. <laughs> now that would be fun. No uh, doubt. All right, Harry, take care. Man. All right, guys. Appreciate it. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce, now we got it by the leader Well you take a spring and you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night Put two together, get a whole lot more 
get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid If you want somebody to get in your vicinity You probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity From alone one star springs and phone we're taking care of that lumbar mad back support the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist throw a mullet party in the back of the business best of both worlds like mars and venus the ultimate hybrid keeping it loose while keeping it tight we can make you sleep or play all night put two together get a whole lot more get the feel of a comfort no stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no, you need springs and foam that bowling ball don't bounce you'll be sleeping alone and if the bed don't react then you can't get low we got that type of bounce that won't spill your merlot so stick with us and you'll get rewarded because i'm so gentle and i'm so supportive Hybrid is where the magic is and we just killed a song about mattresses